Welcome in. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. Excited for today. This portion of the program brought to you for our friends at Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Potawatomi, big supporter of the motorcycle ride, but more so of the program. And uh, they've got the new sports book that's going in, although they have a temporary one in there now. They've got the new Rock and Brews restaurants, the 360 bar, gaming, plus the hotel. Fantastic facility if you're looking for a great weekend, night out, what have you. Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com. Speaking of great places, uh, for those of you that are going to uh, Green Bay this weekend and you want to check out the postgame show, yes, we are going to be live. We're going to be in person. We're going to be at a destination, and we're looking forward to it uh, coming up on Sunday and every uh, every Packers postgame show, the Green and Gold postgame show. Uh, we're going to be at Burkle's. Burkle's one block over, and it's right behind Stadium View, and that's where we're, uh, the postgame show is going to be emanating from. So uh, we're proud to say I, I, I love the, our friends at the Green Bay House uh, because they were always so great to us, and they still were reaching out and wanted us to come and do the postgame show there. Uh, but uh, Burkle's kind of stepped up as uh, one of our sponsors and uh, one of our fine affiliate sponsors, WDUZ in Green Bay. And uh, so uh, we're looking forward to it. So we're going to be uh, checking out Burkle's most likely later today. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be there for the postgame show. So, uh, just to let you know. So if you're looking for a place to go after the game, it is Burkle's. They got the great big goalpost out front and they've got the, the sign at Burgles one block over and the big bull on top of the sign and such. So come on over and grab yourself some food, grab yourself some beverages and uh, check out our friends at Burkle's as we are going to be at Burkle's one block over for the green and gold postgame show starting on Sunday, starting on Sunday and uh, really, really, really looking forward to it. To working over there, it's it's right across from where the old uh, Brett Favre Steakhouse used to be, when we uh, did the post game show there, and we were at uh, the Brett Favre Steakhouse for three years, something like that, two or three years, uh, until it just kind of you know kind of faded, <laughs> faded away, and uh, anyway, uh, so we know the area really well. But uh, Burkle's right behind Stadium View, that's where we're going to be. Burkle's one block over, and we're really, really, really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and give us a shout. we got uh, Zach Heilprin coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Zach is going to join us. We're going to talk some Badger football, and the Badgers are heading down to Purdue. Badgers get a win. They're 2-1 on the season. But it was an unimpressive win or a uh, kind of a win in which there's a lot to be desired still out of this Badger team. We'll talk to Zach about it coming up here. In just a little bit. By the way, uh, Kareem Hunt uh, is uh, is back with the Cleveland Browns. That transaction was just announced just a little while ago uh, because they they lost to Nick Chubb. So Kareem Hunt back with the Cleveland Browns. They signed him. So if you're a fantasy football player, you want to grab that. Uh, just in case you're looking for a running back, but uh, Kareem Hunt is back. So there you go. Uh, also, quarterback Anthony Richardson for the Colts still in the concussion protocol, not practicing today. So if you have him on your fantasy team as well, just something else to uh, kind of keep in mind uh, also. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, JD says, uh, hey, Bill, great show. Uh, the discussion regarding Bakhtiari is very intriguing. I can't wait to hear what he has to say today. Do you think that he'll actually speak? Um, today or tomorrow, at some point you got to figure he will because he has to know that, I mean, everybody's asking about it, right? Now let's say – he is, we'll say, injured, then 
um, if he doesn't practice and he's not on the field and he is injured, then he doesn't have to be in the locker room. So then, no, he would not speak today. But you are you are hoping that he does. You are hoping that he's around to be able to kind of, you know, squash the rumors or what have you, you know. But, nah. Um, Andrew says, is there anything uh, us viewers in the Chippewa Valley area can do to get the full four hours of the show? We don't get the first hour unless we put it on the stream. Uh, call your local radio station. That's the only thing I can tell you is call the local radio station. Say, hey, we want the, four, the full four hours. You know, I know like, uh, you know, for those who, of you who listen in Milwaukee, they tape delay it. Uh, they tape delay it in a couple of the markets. I think for Oakwood, it's tape delayed too, but they play the show twice. They play it, I think, from two to... Two to six and six to ten. There, I'm not quite sure what they do at WMAM up in Menominee Marinette. Um, I don't know if they tape delayed or not. I don't think they do. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, if you want us on a particular station, start calling a radio station. You know, and if you're watching us in a market, say you're listening to us or watching us on YouTube or Facebook or Twitch or Kick or wherever, and you're in a market that doesn't carry the show, start calling them. Start bugging the hell out of them especially this time of year when you want to consume Packers football as much as you possibly can for everything that we offer and the show offers. Absolutely. Start calling them. And if you want to list of the stations in those areas, I'd be happy to tell you because <laughs> we'd love to be on some of those stations as well. Um, this is from uh, Jack. Jack says, uh, I do hope Bakhtiari speaks and puts all of this to bed because all the speculation is driving me nuts. I can't fathom him just saying I'm not going to play. So I hope he's not that guy. Uh, appreciate the email. This is from uh, Kirk. Kirk says, uh, hey, Bill, uh, look forward to seeing you at Burkle's on Sunday. Did not know you were going to be there. Will you be there immediately following the game, or do you guys go on the air uh, after? No, immediately following the game. Just an FYI, just immediately following the game. We go on for anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours after the game. So come on over. You know, we'd love to have you. Um, he also says that I'm looking for a good game out of the Packers this weekend, a bounce-back game, if you will. Uh, I think that Jordan Love is finally going to open it up downfield a little bit. This could be the game that Christian Watson comes back and shows that blazing speed. Let's hope, right? Let's hope. Let's hope there's some kind of a connection. Uh, I, I would love to see one or two downfield opportunities that, that actually connect. Not just you're throwing it to throw it, just to show that you can do it. I, I want to see one connect. You know, we have not seen that yet. Um. Dustin says, Abaka is sitting out because of the turf. The NFL will not get, of the, get rid of the turf, so stop complaining about it. I love playing on turf over grass. Uh, yeah, you're not, the NFL is not going to get rid of it. I, I, they did a cost estimation on some of that stuff to get rid of all the turf, and it's not a ton of money. It's not. What, what, what ha- to, to change it over from turf to grass, it's not – you're not, you're not talking about, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars here, okay? You're not. However, there is a maintenance fee that eats into the bottom line of every team that has grass, whether it's watering it, fertilizing it, the staff that you have to hire to then keep it. Because if you get turf, if you have field turf, you got a couple of guys that go out and make sure the seams are good. They know they've, they've taken all the classes on how to repair the seams, on how to – you know, spread the granules properly. If you start to have pieces of it start to deteriorate or what have you, what to look for, how to paint it. You know, I mean, that that's it, right? When it comes to grass, you have to have people to mow it. 
You have to have people to patch it. You have to have all the schooling and the knowledge. Plus, you have to have the equipment. You have to have the fertilizer. You have to have the water. You have all that stuff. It all costs money. It costs more money maintenance-wise in regular grass than it does in the, the, the field turf, you know? So that's the reason that some teams, and, and let's be honest, I mean, in some climates, it's hard to grow grass. In some of these particular, in some of these buildings, it's hard to grow grass. Now, like the Packers, what they did is said, screw you to everybody. Because they said, look, we're not going to AstroTurf. We're not going to the, the, the field turf. And we brought in these lights. I think they were originated in Sweden or something where these grow lights that they put in. And you see it when you drive past Miller Park or American Family Field as well in the, in the wintertime or when the brewers aren't there. At night, there's this orange glow coming out of, coming out of the ballpark. And it's those it's those grow lights. There's this this light that they they roll these things over the grass in case you've never seen it. And there's these they're they're I don't even know how to explain it, but it's probably 20 yards to 30 yards wide of these long rows of lights about every five yards of long rows of lights. And they plug them in and they just put them over the grass. It looks like heat lamps. It looks like a giant heat lamp like you would see at a, at a fast food restaurant, you know, and. The um, the lights heat up and give the natural lighting nutrients to the grass or what have you. They act as if they're the sun. And um, that's, that's what they use. And not to mention inside Lambeau Field, inside the grass at Lambeau Field, for every one or two blades of natural grass, they stitch in this turf. I don't know how exactly how they do it, but they plug it in. So it's got a turf element to it, even though it's still in dirt. Um, but it's it's a much softer surface. But if, if Green Bay can do it, anybody can do it. Because all you do is you roll the tarp over it, you blow the heat underneath the tarp, and then you put the grow lights on it when you're not playing there. And it's it's if you've noticed over the last few years specifically, I mean, the grass, even in December and January, still looks really good. Really good. But it's also a lot of money. They had to tear everything up. They had to put that heating element underneath the underneath there. And then they had to lay it all back down, put the grass back down, stitch in that turf, get the grow light. There's a process to it. There's a lot of money involved. You know? So that's what it is. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. And I'll, I'll be honest with you in this particular fact as well. I love bad weather games. Now I know, you know, stadiums don't like bad weather games because it tears up the turf, it tears up the grass and what have you. But I love the games when there's standing water and guys are diving in puddles and mud and all the other stuff that goes along with it. I love those games. I last year, remember it was the game in which it was pouring down rain. I think it was San Francisco and Chicago down in Chicago. And Justin Fields goes running down the field and then dives and slides in through through you know the end zone on his belly and is just like almost surfing through the end zone because there's so much standing water there i love that kind of stuff love it you don't get that in turf it soaks in and it goes underneath the uh goes underneath the turf and it drains out of the out of the ballpark right away so anyway uh 877-867-1670 if you want to find us uh give us a shout we'd love to hear from you uh, let's go to Jason listening to us in Sturgeon Bay. Jason, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. Hey, Bill. Hey, what's up? Hey, well, 
it's just the cost of this grass. I mean, it's nowhere near the cost that if your star quarterback goes down with a knee injury, right. you know, the cost to have grass is, is nothing. Mm-hmm. I agree. To put it down, I mean, it's it's a bit, little, bit of a, an upfront expense, but if you're going to be losing star players, I agree. I, look, if you can do it and you can grow grass, I don't know why you wouldn't. I, I just I don't understand why you wouldn't. Appreciate the phone call. I agree with you. Guys like Bakhtiari, the same thing. Now, in a dome, I understand it, but I still think that, say you take a place like, um, say, U.S. Bank Stadium, which has a lot of natural light because of the glass that surrounds that stadium, uh, and then you put the grow lights in there. Now, watering it, I don't know what that does I, because I don't think there is a drainage system under that field. I'm sure you could probably build one, but regardless. Um, but watering it, I don't know what that does. I don't know how hard it is to grow grass inside. I mean, come on. We've, we talked about this the other day. How many times have we seen these underground grow places where <laughs> where they're growing growing weed, man? In garages and stuff, right? If they can grow that kind of stuff there, why can't they grow grass in a dome? You know? <laughs> it's a different type of grass, I admit, but it is what it is. Uh, we got Zach Heilprin coming up at the bottom of the hour. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break and come back. We'll get back into some of this discussion as well. Packers back in the practice field today. Stay tuned. we got a lot more coming up. This portion of the program being brought to you by our friends at TheNiceAsh.com. The Nice Ash, uh, the cigar bar downtown Waukesha, 323 West Main Street. Whether it's the walk-in humidor or maybe you don't smoke, that's fine. Go in, sit in one of the big plush chairs and watch one of the games or sit at the bar, enjoy the music on the weekends. They've got all kinds of things happening down at the Nice Ash. TheNiceAsh.com, 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping? I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, make sure they had all of the measurements. When the Pella people left, you had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do. Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. $6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers end at 9.30, Got an email here from Janice. Janice and her husband, Mike, they went to, to the Four Seasons Island Resort. Now, Mike was going up there for business, and he met some of his friends over at Timberstone and uh, the golf uh, course and said, absolutely loved it, loved our stay. The food in the diamond room was perfect. I uh, had a great uh, conversation with some friends in the uh, upstairs lounge, and you were right about <laughs> the Boundary Water Sports Bar and Grill. It is just a kooky, fun place to go. Thanks for the heads up. Never been there before. We'll certainly be back. That's Janice and her husband Mike from the. Uh, they went up to the Four Seasons on the resort. Uh, that's what I said. It's just it. There's a lot of eclectic stuff. 
Uh, not to mention the old lore of what, uh, you know, whether it's the, uh, the haunted stuff, if you're into that, and you want to go up around, you know, Halloween, or maybe uh, it's something to do with uh, the years gone by and the old mobs and all that kind of stuff, and they used to hold meetings up there, whatever. But uh, just cool, eclectic place, just a really neat place. Four Seasons Island Resort. Uh, that's in Pembine, Wisconsin, in Pembine, Wisconsin. Four Seasons Island Resort, 715-938-5110. Call our girl Barb, 715-938-5110. And uh, tell them we sent you. Use the promo code Michaels15. You get 15% off of your stay. So uh, thanks to uh, thanks to Janice for sending uh, sending the email over. Certainly appreciate it. Um, Mark says, uh, is David Bakhtiari going to be with this team next year? Maybe that's what the change in attitude is. Probably not. Uh, I mean, I, I don't say anything for certain, uh, but I would assume no. I mean, if the Packers do decide to let him go, they're going to save uh, between 19 and $20 million, uh, I think, via salary cap. They're still going to pay him about $20 million bucks, but they'll save $20 million uh, on the cap. Um, so he, he kind of knows what's going on. It's a business. You know, they you understand that side of it. I mean, unless he – for whatever reason, would want to rework his deal and come back for less money, or something. I don't, I don't know. But no, it's I would say with ninety-five percent certainty, he's not going to be here next year. But any player that knows they're not going to be with a team next year knows that they're playing for the next contract. Knows they got to get picked up. So, you know, all this speculation, I, I just can't imagine. It's it's. Unless you're just comfortable in the fact that you're like, you know what, my after this season, my career is over. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's looking at it that way. The knee just isn't going to hold up. I don't think I can commit to another team for two or three year deal. Maybe a one year deal at best. You know, it's it's going to be incentivized. You know, for how many games you play and such. But I I can't unless he decides that you know this is it. This is my last hurrah. Um, unless he does that, I can't imagine going out that way from your former team, you know, because I there's a contentiousness there of, well, I'm not going to play in certain situations. And you, you be, like I said before, you begin to eliminate teams. You eliminate any dome team, damn near, that has turf over natural grass. Uh, you eliminate any division that has numerous games in which you're going to play on turf. Or maybe a team that looks ahead and says, hey, we've got six or seven games with teams that are going to be on turf. You know, they don't want to lose you for that if, if that's going to be your stance. So, I, I no, I, I don't think that has anything to do with it. I'm, I'm hoping not. It just it, – the timing of everything and the response of, of, uh, of Matt LaFleur has been odd. Now, I, I, we just, I, I was texting with Mike Clemens during the break. Uh, Mike is going to join us in the last hour of the program today to talk a little bit about this, but uh, practice is a little later today, and the locker room and such is going to be open after practice, which means we're not going to have any of this stuff until tonight. Tonight we're going to have it during the huddle. We're going to have a lot more discussion tonight during the huddle. But, um, you know, we're not going to have it during the show. So Mike's going to give us a call and give us a little insight today from up in Green Bay regarding that. But during the huddle tonight, which airs 6 to 8 on many of these same stations and right here on YouTube and on Facebook and on Twitch TV and Kick TV and, over on Instagram, and I think it's on LinkedIn now. Hell, I don't know. It's all over the place. Uh, but in every one of these senses, um, you know, it's it's uh, it'll be uh, it'll be discussed tonight during the huddle for sure. And, and Rick, you're right. Eleven, ten, eleven years. It's a long career for an offensive lineman. You know, 
long career. Um, then let's see here. The uh, this is from who's this from? This is from oh uh, the Jack of all trades. Uh, Jack of all trades says, uh, "Hey Bill, who is going to be the next offensive lineman for the Green Bay Packers that takes over at left tackle?" I don't know if they're set on that. I I mean that could be. Somebody that's in the fold, that could be a Lucas Patrick right now. Hell, who knows? It could be a Caleb Jones. Um, it, it could be somebody else that, that you know, they pick up via left tackle uh, in free agency, or they could draft one. You know? I, I, don't, I don't sit here today and say that Rasheed Walker's the guy, but he's certainly next man up on the depth chart, right? So, And he was impressive in camp. They liked him. Does he become the next left tackle? I... I mean, personally, I keep promoting, I keep talking about Caleb Jones because the guy is just a massive mountain of a human being. I would love to see him get on with it, you know, but uh, there's a reason he wasn't drafted, you know, with limited skill opportunities and such. So I, you know, but again, you cannot, for whatever reason, you just, you, you can't teach size. So, and that guy's massive. But again, it's like a Jay Sternberger, both coming out of Indiana, you know, they've, they've got limited capability. So, um, We'll see. We'll see who ends up being the next one. But right now, you would figure the guy that's got the leg up is Rasheed Walker because he's the backup. He got the start. So they're probably going to give him every opportunity in the world. Um, This is from uh, Tucker. Tucker says, uh, hey, Bill, uh, is Aaron Jones back this week? Any word? We'll find out later today once practice happens, if he's back in the practice field or if he's off to the side working out or if he's nowhere to be found. If he's nowhere to be found, then no. I would say he's not going to be back. But if he's you know somewhere working out, or back with the team, then you would probably think that, yeah, the one week off did him some good. I got to be honest, uh, I hope he's not. And I don't mean it in a derogatory way, but, but, man, hamstring issues, they are so fickle. You'd rather get an extra week of just resting it and stretching it and manipulating it and moving it and and being able to really be ready flexibility-wise for that next contest then come back a week too early and hurt it again. Because if you hurt it again, it's four or five games minimal, you know. Um, that's why I said go go look at Joe Burrow's injury, that calf injury, when they brought him back. Calf injuries, calf tears like that, they're five weeks. And they brought him back in three and a half, four weeks. And I kept saying that it's just that's not good because it just it, it doesn't give it enough time to heal. Had they kept him out of these first two games, yeah, they might be in the exact same spot of 0-2, but at least you'd have a healthy quarterback coming back. Now he's going to be banged up the rest of the year. You know, whether he misses the next game or he doesn't, um, but now Joe Burrow is going to be hurting the next for the rest of the season. You know, so I, I don't know why they felt the need to rush him back, especially with an injury like that, but they did. You know, and again, you talk about a calf injury. Look, Aaron Rodgers, he had a, a calf issue in one of the mini camps and kept saying he was fine, kept saying he was fine, he was healthy, he was ready to go, you know. And then they they say, now I'm not a doctor. I know I was watching a, a piece that Dr. Cho did with Pat McAfee saying that the calf, indi- the, the calf issue is an indicator that there, that there are some other issues there. So you've got to be really careful with the calf issues. Not to say that you could have prevented the uh, Achilles tear, but that whole muscular area, especially in the lower leg, works together. And that can be that if the calf is weakened or problematic, that can lead to other issues down the road. 
And that's the reason, man, when you get into issues like that, hamstrings and calf muscles and those soft tissue injuries, you got to be careful with them. You got to be certain you're 100% coming back. You got to be. Otherwise, if it happens again, it's, it's worse, more detrimental. It can be season ending. You just got to be real careful. Uh, let's do this. Uh, speaking of a season uh, right now, which has been somewhat uninspiring. They're still sitting at two and one, but somewhat un- uninspiring. And that is the play of the Wisconsin Badgers and Luke Fickle's bunch. And maybe we got out over our skis a little bit. It's going to take a little time. I think there's some time there. Uh, but I want to see from the guy that's been there up close and personal, his perspective, Zach Heilprin, the sports director at our flagship station, The Zone out in Madison, going to be joining us coming up next. We're going to talk with him about you know Tanner Mordecai and about this defense, a little bit about the offensive line, which he and I were texting back and forth on Saturday a little bit. And we're going to talk about that coming up as well. But I, I just – some things I want to discuss with him. So uh, Zach is going to join us here at the bottom. Uh, hey, got to say thanks to our friends at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews, uh, which is another place, by the way, that we are going to be doing either a post-game show or a huddle from real soon. So stay tuned for that. County Road K in Oconomowoc. Go to boondocksbbqs.com if you're looking for catering. They've got a food truck, a lot of great stuff out there. And they have the new shop. Yes, it has finally opened. Cheese and barbecue sauces and all that kind of stuff. BoondocksBBQS.com. That's BoondocksBBQS.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Tremendous place. Two places, actually. But if you're looking for a great fish fry or a place to watch the game this coming weekend, Stoley's Hog Alley out in Lake Country on Venice Beach Road in Oconomowoc with the great burgers and pizza. And they have the, uh, which has been a godsend to them for expanding their uh, location, the outside patio, the upstairs deck, everything that goes along with it. And then there's Stoles Old 109 out in Watertown. TVs all over the place. You can open up the garage doors. The outside comes inside. It's so fantastic. And the food and both uh, are just spectacular. County Road R in Watertown. Stoley's Hog Alley in Lake Country. Stoles 0109 in Watertown. You cannot, cannot go wrong with either place. Both places just absolutely fantastic. Uh, bring him in now. Zach Heilprin, Sports Director, WOZN The Zone, out in Madison. Talk some Badger football. So, Zach, uh, let me first of all ask you about, um, you know, the, the, the game. Uh, if you're going to use an adjective to describe the game this past weekend, what would it be? Oh, Bill, you put me on the spot there. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know if I have an adjective for it, but I, I will say the first three games of the season have been inconsistent. And, I mean, just trying to describe this team in a word would be inconsistent and kind of a, a roller coaster for them. You know, horrible first halves, really good third quarters, eh, fourth quarters. It's just inconsistency has been – probably the word I would use to describe this team. So, like, if you're going to sit down and say, okay, this needs to be – because you and I are texting back and forth a little bit during the game the other day, and I'm watching and I'm thinking to myself, man, I, I, maybe it, maybe we just got spoiled in, in the fact that it used to be these big, bruising offensive linemen that just blew open holes. The run game was prevalent, which then accented the passing game and, and on from there. I don't see the big bruising offensive linemen blowing open holes. I, I don't see a run game that's proficient. I see Tanner Mordecai tucking and running quite a bit as pressure begins to kind of collapse upon him. The offense just doesn't look fluid right now. Is that a product of just being new, 
Or do you think that there's some other issues that have to be corrected down the road that uh, Luke Fickle's going to have to address in years to come? Yeah, I mean, look, they've recruited the offensive line about as well as you could possibly hope. There are stars up and down that line. But you actually then have to go out and play. And they have not, in the last few years, performed to the way that they've recruited. And this year, to this point, haven't done so, you know, to the level that they probably think that they want to. The pass protection has at times been good. Uh, I would say that, you know, a lot of the things that probably people are thinking about are some of the the strip sacks against Washington State. There wasn't the greatest protection from the left side of the line, again, on Saturday against Georgia Southern. That, that to me, is a a significant concern against better teams. That said, I I do think that there's opportunity for improvement, and there has to be, right? You can't can't consistently be putting that type of product on the field and – and not being able to hit um, the benchmarks that you want to as, a, as an offense. And so far, they haven't. I mean, they've been okay, but they haven't been the offense that I think many of us were expecting. And again, I think that is part of it. Part of it is being so early in the year, and you're running a, just a completely different scheme overall. Offensive line-wise, they're not doing a ton of different things than they were before. It's just a lot more spread out. And that, to me, has to probably be like the um, – the unfortunate thing, if you're an off- if you're a Wisconsin fan, that the offensive line they're doing a lot of similar things as, as past years, but they're not doing them a ton better than they have in the past. The one thing that I saw out of last weekend's ball game that had been somewhat concerning up until that point, I thought it was better this week, was you didn't have guys in the secondary like pointing at one another or talking to one another like, no, you should have had that guy. Or it seemed like there was much more. Uh, understanding of the defense, of maybe this new defensive terminology or what have you. It seemed like there was a better understanding. You didn't see as many secondary gaffes and or mix-ups as we had the first couple of weeks. Did you notice that? Yeah, I mean, the, mix up, the mix-ups I don't think were there. I They still gave up way too many yards. I mean, they gave up close to – the guy threw for 300 – I think it was 80-something yards. But they forced five – I mean, they picked off five passes. So it kind of evens itself out. They have, I mean, they are ranked 114th right now, Bill, in the country against the pass. And that's just not truly what Wisconsin defense has been about. Now, you go and look at the yard. Now, they've also been passed against the second most of any team in the country. And when you go and look at the yards per attempt, it's like they're giving up like, I think it's like 50th in the country. So it's not nearly as bad as I think the raw numbers would show. But there, there, are, some, there, there are some concerns. And I think you're going to see on Friday night, because of how much man coverage they play, and how teams are scheming their guys to get open, that they're going to be challenged again on Friday night with Hudson Card and that Purdue offense throwing the ball down the field and, and taking shots. And I, they have to be better there. They ha- absolutely have to be better. If they're going to play that much man defense and they're going to put themselves in position to have to beat, you know, one-on-one and, and have these guys beat them, then you have to win more often than they have to this point uh, in the year. So we'll see. It's going to be. I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be really tough for that secondary on on uh, on Friday night. On a Saturday afternoon, when it's crisp and sunny out, Ross Aid Stadium is even still feels like a, a glorified high school stadium to a certain extent. On a Friday night game, Zach, it's going to feel weird down there, isn't it? It is. It is. I can't remember. So, like Wisconsin's opened on Fridays before. They open on a Friday. You know. Um, at home a bunch have done it on the road actually did it at South Florida a few years ago but they've never done it like in the middle of the season where you're on a short week so it's kind of like got a bit of an NFL feel this week so yeah going down there 
they did renovate the stadium this, this off-season, Bill, but I don't know it's going to have a whole different feel to it. I will say they played last night or last week at night against Syracuse, and it looked like a pretty good environment. Now, whether that'll be the same case after going one and two and you know facing a team you haven't beaten since 2003, who knows? But I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It is going to be a little bit of a, a different feel. Friday night lights. And we talked to the guys yesterday about it, and Tanner Mordecai, who played in Texas, had his, like his eyes like bulged open when he was talking about it because he was so excited to be back playing on, on a Friday night because you know Texas football and Friday night lights down there is just something different than anywhere else in the country. And so I think a lot of these guys are looking forward to it, even though it is on a short week and trying to get ready for that and trying to get your body ready for that probably isn't ideal. Yeah, it's just so, such a weird place with that open end, that open end of that they horseshoe. Yeah, oh, that, that's the area they closed in. Okay, maybe it'll feel a little bit yeah. more like a big time stadium, but it always felt like when right. you would go there, that open end stadium. It was like that's where the concessions were going to be, and you're going to have the cheerleaders yeah. coming out and doing stuff at halftime <laughs> and fifty fifty. You know, just just like a Friday night game, you know, at a high school. So yep. that that at least they closed that in. It'll feel a little bit more big time. Okay, let's go back to uh, Tanner Mordecai because I think. Uh, from what I've watched and progression-wise, uh, it hasn't been spectacular, but he has certainly gotten better over the last three games. Do you agree? Yeah, by far. I mean, you look at the first game, he wasn't turned the ball over twice, and it just didn't it didn't feel right. Played, I thought, pretty well against Washington State, and I thought last week was consistent both in the pass game and, you know, when to take off and run. And, you know, he's he is a better athlete than I think he's given credit for. And we'll see because this, this week against Purdue, because um, quarterback for Syracuse, Shredder, ran for 195 yards last week against, uh, against Purdue. So, to me, that, that would suggest, suggest that maybe Tanner Mordecai could have another big night with his feet. But I think the greatest thing about what he does is it's not about looking to take off and running right away. He's still keeping his eyes down the field. He's, he wants to throw it first. He wants to throw it from the pocket. But when he, things break down, he is able to get outside and throw on the run. We saw that against Washington State with his touchdown to Skylar Bell. And I can't remember the last quarterback at Wisconsin that you've been able to, to say that about. A guy that can get out of the pocket, move, and throw on the run, and, and you feel good about it. And if it's nothing, if it's nothing, if nothing is open, he can take off and run and get you some big yards. And I know Jack Cohn had a couple of longer runs, but Tanner Mordecai is a better athlete than Jack Cohn, and he looks comfortable throwing on the run. So, yes, it hasn't been perfect by any stretch. They've missed on some plays down the field, but I think tomorrow or on Friday night they're going to have some opportunities to take shots down the field because Purdue, like Wisconsin, plays a ton of man on the outside, and this will be an opportunity for them to maybe hit on some of the throws that they didn't or were unable to complete against Washington State a couple weeks ago because they had their chances, and now it's just maybe Tanner Mordecai a few more weeks gives them a chance to, to actually finish on those. Uh, boy, I tell you what, going to the positive, Tucker Ashcraft, my God, he's been solid, hasn't he? I love they found this guy because Dion didn't want him. Uh, he was a guy that was committed to Colorado, and then when Dion got hired, it was a situation where they kind of, I don't want to say ghosted him, but it, he, he knew quite quite early that that place was not going to be for him with that new staff, and Wisconsin kind of lucked out. He is, because they, they have nobody at tight end, really, outside of him and Hayden Rucci in terms of guys that they feel comfortable playing right now due to injury and, and otherwise. But, yeah, for a true freshman to be able to come in and play that well and play that much it's it's been a godsend and he i think he's got the i mean you put the two things together we saw his receiving ability we saw some of his blocking ability on one of braylon allen's touchdown runs he you know 
close down a side and, and put the guy on the ground for a pancake. It was, it's impressive to see a guy that early in his career who was not heavily recruited to come in and make the impact at a position Wisconsin desperately needed him to. It's been amazing to see. Uh, real quick before I let you go, uh, I want to go back to the offensive line and also the run game and what they've been able to do with Braylon Allen and, and Ches Malusi. Do you think that they need to use the run game more to be able to set things up? Because I know that they've kind of tried to mix it up and they want to do this air raid thing, but maybe they need to go back to kind of what it is until they have all the pieces in place to do the air raid style of offense. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like they've tried to establish the run early in games at times. I mean, it's only three games, so it's kind of a really small sample size, but they've tried and just didn't have a lot of success. I mean, Washington State stopped the run and Georgia Southern stopped the run early. It wasn't until the second half when they start, when Braylon kind of got, I mean, he's dinged up right now. So you're not seeing a 100% Braylon Allen, which has kind of been the story of his career. He's been so good and yet probably could have been even better if he wasn't dinged up. But we saw in the second half him kind of get going a little bit, and I think that's what they need. They need, they need guys, I mean, it's, it's easy to say, oh, gosh, you broke off a 32-yard run, 32 run. They should do that all the time. I, I think it has to be married between the two. And, and Wisconsin is going to take what a defense gives you, and I hate that, uh, I hate that when Phil Longo says it because I think it's just maddening for, for fans. They want to they see what Wisconsin's been for the last 30 years and why, why can't they just run the, down, you know, the ball down people's throats. Well, if they're trying to take the run away, Phil Longo's going to pass. That's just what's going to happen. So do I think that they would like to establish run more early in games? Yes. Have they been able to do it? No. But that's also been their MO across the entire team. They have not been a very good first-half team. They've gotten lit up defensively. They they haven't gotten a lot offensively. They've been outscored, I think, 41-30 to 30 in the first half of games this year. Come up and show what you are. Uh, what you, or I should say come and be who you were in the third quarter of games to this point and – I think people will have a much better feel for Wisconsin or much uh, would, would appreciate Wisconsin a lot more if they played like they did in the third quarter throughout the entire game, or at least to start the game. They've just been so slow to start games that it's really, really tough, I think, for fans to watch. And then you see what they do in the third quarter and be like, hey, do that in the first quarter. And I think people will be a lot happier with whatever they, with everything they've been, they would have uh, been able to see this point to this year. Great stuff as always, Zach. We appreciate it. And uh, we will touch base again throughout the season, I'm sure. Okay. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. That is uh, our good buddy, uh, Zach Heilprin, the sports director, WOZN, the zone out in Madison, our flagship station there, and he covers the uh, covers the Packers and the Badgers, but uh, covers the Badgers extremely well. <coughs> Excuse me. So <coughs> when you want to get the information on the Badgers and uh, bounce opinions around, uh, that's a guy to go to. And like I said, him, him and I were texting back and forth during the, the game on Saturday. He's going to be down in Purdue coming up on Friday night. And, uh, oh, Coming up here next, uh, what do you got? Like some wild bears stuff that's so, uh, that's happened. I just found a Twitter thread from uh, Dan Weederer, who's the Chicago yeah. Tribune. Just right? a couple of comments. I can't believe what's going on in Chicago. Is that like no one's in jail? Nothing like that. But just some of the comments from Eberflus's press conference today. I can't believe some of the things that are going on down there. Right. All right. Well, let's do this. We'll uh, take a great take a quick break. We'll come back. And uh, then we'll hear somebody, you know, sometimes you can revel in somebody else's misery. And I think that's what we're going to do. We're going to do a little bit of that when we come back. Stay tuned. We've got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up, this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. The cold winds are going to start blowing. We all know that. And if you're, uh, 
If you're like me last year, you said, enough, enough. Got to replace that uh, leaky, cold, metal, aluminum, big, heavy ass. Won't open unless you got 12 people pulling on your waist to try to get the thing open. Patio door. So finally replaced it, and God, it was one of the best things I ever did in my house. Uh, whether it's the street beautification uh, or it's the value of the house or it's the fact that it's economical, and now I can sit down in the great room and I don't have to worry about freezing my ass off all throughout the wintertime. It's just awesome, and uh, I can't recommend it enough. That's our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com, or call them 855-PELLA-WI, 855-PELLA-WI. Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping? I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, make sure they had all of the measurements. When the Pella people left, you had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do. Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. $6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details, offers end at 9-30-2023. Good to have you. Bill Michaels Show. Rocking on. Having a good time today. Hopefully you are as well on this Wednesday. Packers back in the practice field. Uh, Craig Council gets his 700th win yesterday. And uh, coming up tonight, we got the Bill Michaels Huddle. Six to eight on many of these same stations. If they don't carry it, then uh, you got to find us over on YouTube. I highly suggest whether it's YouTube or listening on the app, WOZN, The Zone Madison. The Zone Madison. Uh, download that app. Or... Uh, go to youtube.com slash Bill Michael show. You can, uh, by the way, it's all free. You can subscribe for free. You can watch for free. Uh, just click on like, keep smashing the like button. We certainly appreciate that. Uh, but when you subscribe, it pops up. It'll tell you, hey, you know, we're going on the air. Allow your notifications. And it'll say when we go on the air and we do our stuff, you can uh, you can always watch it and check it out there as well. So I uh, highly recommend it. Uh, so down in Chicago, do we want to do this now or do we want to wait until after the top of the hour? We can wait to do this at the top of the hour. We can wait a couple yeah. minutes. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that because, uh, sometimes, uh, we feel better about ourselves when we revel in somebody else's misery and the, uh, the misery right now is coming definitely from down below, which is just South of the border in Illinois, where the bears are just in a free fall when it comes to the criticism and such of the organization of, uh, their quarterback, Justin Fields and everything that goes along with it. Uh, so anyway, we'll, uh, we'll get into that coming up after the uh, bottom of the hour. So what did you drop your car off today for? Oh, I just, yeah, I sent you a message about this. I dropped it yeah. off because one of the tires has been squealing and it needs an oil change and a tire rotation. Okay. Uh, and then I said, because it was making some noise, you know, look it over. I just got sent the list and oh, 
Oh, Bill, I holy crap! I might be the highest paid producer on this network, but uh, my my driver's side uh, handle is broken, so I you gotta you gotta jimmy it a little bit to get it open, or yeah. or you walk around to the other door and you reach across and you push it open. It costs four hundred dollars to replace the handle. Four hundred. The car's yeah. twenty years old. The car's the car's like not worth that much more than the handle. Four hundred to replace yeah. a handle. A handle, a little plastic handle. Oh what is the handle cost? What is the actual cost of the handle? I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. Holy crap! <laughs> Four hundred to replace a handle. Yeah, that's that's like obscene. I'll climb in through the moonroof to save four hundred bucks. Are you kidding me? What, what are you driving? A, a, a Mercedes? That's a Toyota. <laughs> My God. I once, when I was in Collegeville, uh, I once called like the local chop shop because I needed to get my, I think it was a 1998 Camry at the time. I needed to get an oil change and I called and I said, Hey, can I, can I go to UWL? I just moved here. I need someone to check out my car. And the guy groans and he goes, it's not a Cadillac, is it? I'm like, who do you think is on the other end of this phone right now? Who do you think you're talking to? Oh, that's great. Not a Cadillac. Is, is it? it? A you should have said, yeah, it actually it is. It's the Cadillac of cars that I own. Yes, it's the it's the nicest car that I own. Yeah, right. You bet. Exactly. It's it's the Cadillac of cars that I own. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. Well. Good luck with that. I guess uh, I pick and choose what I have replaced at this point. And then again, you're not far. You could always take it to our guys at J and L Tire Service. They fix all that stuff. They fixed the door handle for me. They fixed an undercarriage uh, cover for me too. I, I told them in the notes that I replied. I'm like, I just need it to last me through this winter. I'm gonna try to get a new car next summer. So, okay. I, just, I just need it to stay alive. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to think about a new truck. Um, actually, buying one. Uh, I love my Genesis, but I'm also thinking about a new truck because I I'd like to. You know, anyway, never mind. All right, let's do this. When we come back, we'll revel. We'll revel. We'll roll around in it. Revel in the misery that is the Chicago Bears. When we come back, stay tuned. We've got a lot more of the Bill Michaels show. Up next, right after this.